You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Christy, and Gina. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 904, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. All of us on the podcast are travel agents. So if you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. You could text Vicki, Gina, Chrissy, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. So this past weekend was President's Day weekend, which means Disney World's very busy. I think we just know that now. President's Day, Martin Luther King's birthday, Columbus Day. Which is interesting because we don't get Columbus Day off, but in Florida, I know they do. So all the annual pass holder tickets were filled up for the weekend. This is good since January 9th. The only way you could go in as an annual pass holder was to go in after two o'clock. So at least before you were completely blocked out with the new way, at least you can go out in for part of the day. And then the Genie Plus multi-park versions were sold out by 10 a.m., every day and the standby times were very high um we hadn't seen the times this high since marathon weekend and before that the holidays animal kingdom's flight of passage had an average wait time of 106 to 115 minutes which is crazy um even with genie plus the wait times are long because of the amount of guests in the park and the rumor has it is that disney is considering raising the amount of people the capacity amounts to back to pre-pandemic numbers I thought they were already. That's what I was going to say. Because it's so crowded. Yeah, I did not realize that that was not in place, but I saw that on three articles this week that Disney's trying to get the capacity raised at the parks. So You know what I was thinking about this this week? Um, I was just thinking that, Vicki, this is our four-year anniversary when I met you in person for the first time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was President's Day weekend. That's right. Totally forgot that. I mean, there's no way that it's not back to pre-pandemic numbers. The wait times are ridiculous. Can you imagine if if they are up it some more, upping it? Oh my gosh! So back in the um, Christy days of Hollywood Studios slash MGM, do you remember your <laughs> capacity? I don't, and it's funny because to me the parks were crowded, but they are not. They were never as crowded as they are now. I know. I was going to ask you if the wait times were like they are. In my head, like my husband and I, like we joke that we visit the parks like a cat, like, like cast members, like to this day, even though we haven't been cast members in 20 years, we still visit the parks like we do, like we did when we were cast members. We never wait in line more than an hour for a ride. An, an hour is our capacity. An hour is our standby capacity. As even, even pre-cast member days when my parents used to take us as children and, and young adults I don't ever recall the crowds being like they are now and 
like even in the groups that I'm in on social media and the articles that I read, you know, they're all about Disney's price increases and how Disney is pricing out, you know, the middle class or, you know, Disney's only for, you know, the, you know, how Disney's only for the people who can afford, you know, the, you know, the wealthy. I'm like, I am not wealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Me neither. But I'm like, they. how can you say that they're, when you look at these crowds, there's still lots mm-hmm. of people. How are they pricing people out? And we still all go as much when as we can. When it's shoulder to shoulder people, right? It's not stopping anyone. And people are like, well, I'm not going, but people are still throwing money mm-hmm. and still going. I I don't ever recall crowds maybe i was just looking at it through rose colored glasses maybe i was looking at it differently because my parents were paying for it maybe i was looking at it differently because i was a cast member and i got i mean i won't lie it was complimentary admission i i don't know but i don't ever recall the crowds being like and and i was never privy to numbers when i worked there and i think in the last 20 plus years number disney used to be very guarded with numbers you never knew what quote unquote capacity was you never knew how many people were allowed in the parks what capacity was you never knew how many tickets were sold that kind of thing but with with social media and with with just our thirst for knowledge those numbers become more readily available I mean, you can just look and know that I mean, capacity is crazy. That's my take on it. And no, I don't have a good answer. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just thought I would ask. So Disney's in the process of developing a Broadway stage production of Tangled for Disney Cruise Line. Now, this was not reported by Disney yet. It was only reported by Broadway World. Um, Tangled the Musical is a one-hour stage show on Disney Cruise Line's Disney Magic, featuring three new songs by Alan Menken and Glenn Slater, who respectively wrote the music and lyrics for the original Disney film. Disney Cruise Line had a virtual viewing for the musical in 2020. Tangled is Disney's animated adaption of Rapunzel's story by the Brothers Grimm. It's directed by Nathan Grinnow and Brian Howard from a screenplay by Dan Fogelman. It stars Mandy Moore as Rapunzel, Zachary Levy as Flynn Rider, and Donna Murphy as Mother Gothel. We'd love to see Tangled on one of the Disney cruise ships. What about you? Oh, yes. That would be one that we would go on. That's Abby's favorite. Looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, Cora the Baby Elephant made her debut on the safari this week. She was born in December of 2023. If you're going to ride Kilimanjaro Safari soon, you will get to see baby Cora. Cora is the park's first second generation birth. Her mother, Nadira, was born at the park, and Nadira's mother, Donna, lives there as well. Mac, Cora's dad, also lives on the savannah, so a little family going. Young elephants tend to stay with their families until about eight years old. Cora is absolutely adorable, and she was also the first elephant born at Disney's Animal Kingdom in seven years. Oh, that's so cute. She's so adorable. 
You got to see her. An elephant named Donna. That just makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I have a turtle named Donna. Did you? Because they thought it was a boy. So his name was Donatello. Okay. Then we found out it's a girl. So her name Donna. And now we have Squirt. We have Don. We have Donna and Squirt. It's just funny to hear. Like I was like, okay, Nadira, that's good. Donna. <laughs> Donna. Where did Donna uh, come from? That name. I only know this. My mom's name was Donna, and we had an elephant here in St. Louis named Donna. Oh, really? For a long time. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I'm like, that's my mom's name. I have an aunt named Donna. I just not a. I I have an aunt named Donna. <laughs> so yeah, so and I just remember that because it's you would think, where did the name Donna the elephant come from? But we had an elephant in St. Louis. So hmm. that's even more strange that there's more than one elephant named Donna. Right. right. I don't know if it was a very popular name back yeah, in Yeah, you would the think old. they would have like an African name or something. Right. Right. But that's when I read the uh, story that I was going to read. I'm like, Donna the Elephant? We had a Donna the Elephant at the St. Louis Zoo. That's maybe just maybe really- she got moved to Animal Kingdom. Maybe. <laughs> they live a long time. Yeah, they do. They do. Well, do you love the smells at the Disney resorts as much as we do? Um, The rides or even just around the parks? Well, Bose Signature Candles have many of the scents that help us feel like we are at Disney without really being there. If you're visiting Animal Kingdom anytime soon, you can look for the Bose kiosk on Discovery Island across from Flame Tree Barbecue. It seems that sometimes this kiosk isn't there, but it has returned for now. Bose has partnered with Disney for years so that you can bring the smells of Disney home with you. From time to time, they release new scents, which seem to be the case right now. Uh, The sea salt candle smells like the H2O products, and Disney has us use in their resort showers, and I love that smell. Me too. You can use your Animal Pass holder if you have one to get a discount at the Animal Kingdom kiosk, but it isn't viable at the Disney Springs store. At Disney Springs, you can even create your own candle for $30. So what are you waiting for? Get yourself some Disney smelling candles to remind you of home. Yes, That's yes. good to know. I use that um, sea salt H2O lotion at my desk at work every day. Me too. And I have some too. <laughs> but you only get the lotion if you say moderate or deluxe. And I've been staying at Pop and they don't give it at Pop anymore. <laughs> so Disney's applied for a patent to stop scammers from scamming people that are wanting to visit the happiest and the most magical places on earth. Unfortunately, the scams have been hitting Disney World and Disneyland guests very hard, which we know is a constant battle and is a sad, sad state of our world. But Disney is incorporating unique codes embedded within a physical ticket, facilitating the seamless integration of blockchain-based security, which measures across various ticket mediums. If you don't buy it from Disney or from one of us, the tickets a lot of times are going to be a scam, especially if the tickets are prices are too good to be true that's because they are and they are scamming you and people are going to the parks and finding out that they've lost their money to a scammer so it's like everything else that we you know everybody preaches about don't click on things and share things on facebook if you want to share something screenshot it because the virus won't attach to a picture and then share it that way same kind of thing don't give out personal information over the telephone 
don't buy tickets from if they're telling you you're getting this incredible deal unless you're in the military they do get an incredible deal but that's because they fight for our country so so sad and they have special places to go to get those tickets correct it's not going to be through oh just send me your email address and i'll i'll get those sent over to you right nope 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 so please just another reason to use an agent oh sad that people are i know hacking is getting so bad So we've got an update on that guest who fell into the rivers of America on January 30th. It was something that I had reported on last time. Um, The individual that fell into the river was interviewed. He asked to be called Storm. When recounting the incident, Storm, who is a disabled U.S. Navy veteran and a retired swift water rescuer, explained that he suffers from a TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury, and his equilibrium issues, uh, uh, she, sorry, and he has equilibrium issues as a result of that. His service dog, who is named Tinkerbell, which I thought was adorable, can alert him when his balance issue is impending. And so before boarding the Tom Sawyer raft, Tinkerbell alerted Storm, and he responded by going to sit upon a box as attached to the raft. He says he's done this many times before, and cast members have been understanding of his condition and advise him to be safe. But this time, the cast member wouldn't let Storm sit on the box. When the man stood up like the cast member asked him to, he lost his balance and blacked out. When he awoke, he was in the rivers of America. Storm told the interviewer that the water's deep than it looks and it has strong current storm said he was told to stay put so he made sure that he was laying on his back so he didn't ingest the water eventually storm was brought out by rivers of america um, by the rescue team uh, the fire rescue team he says that he discussed with them the idea of adding benches to some the tom sawyer rafts for those with mobility and balance issues uh, Storm says that he has been asking for this change for about 10 years now. Hopefully Disney will make that change to the rafts. And I can only imagine how awful the cast member must feel. That is uh, kind of a big deal on their part. I'm really surprised that they said that. Well, and especially to have him stand up. If he's explaining to you that he's he's dizzy, you don't want him to stand up. Yeah, right. That's the last thing. Not just that, like, okay, anybody can feel dizzy, but like, clearly he has a service dog. Right. Who has just been, probably you heard the service dog alerting him. Like, how are you then going to not trust him? You know, this isn't just me who's like, oh, I'm kind of hot. I think I'm going to sit down because I'm dizzy. Right. Right. And he's lucky that something didn't happen. Like, since he did pass out and fell into the water, he's lucky that he didn't drown or something. That would have been awful. That could have been really bad. I feel like this cast member may have lost their job. I think so, too. I That's what I think. Well, say it ain't so. It seems in Disneyland, two men got intoxicated and climbed on the teacups. Say it ain't so, say it ain't so. When the ride ended, the cast members asked the men to get off the ride. When they refused, the cast members called security. They arrived, and the men still refused to get out of the teacups. So the security called more security. It took between 30 and 40 minutes to get the men off the ride. The guests that were waiting to ride the teacups booed as the men were escorted off of the ride. Disneyland, and this I don't understand, Disneyland staff had the audacity to tell the guests to stop booing or they would be removed from the park. I know. That's like, I think they should have been like given some sort of like 
the unlimited, pa- you know, like right. they should have been a lightning lane. I think that it was wrong for the cast member. I mean, I would have been throwing tomatoes if I had tomato. I would have. Been... <laughs> and I can't believe these two men got on the teacups while they were intoxicated. That is like the last thing right. that I am going on. <laughs> I'm intoxicated. Well, I'm also thinking you just wasted 30 to 40 minutes of people's time as well trying to get these guys off. Just keep running it. Right. Eventually they'll get off. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. They're going to get off after they they vomit <laughs> you can remove them from the park and say now you because you didn't follow our rules now you're kicked off forever but like come on to stop the ride for 30 to 40 minutes okay now that universal has announced its third park disney fans think that disney should be scared and i happen to say that i am one of those people so they also think that disney needs to build a fifth park what brought them to this conclusion is that Disney is putting well over 60 million or 60 billion in the parks, such as restoring and revamping current and vintage attractions like Tiana's Bayou Adventure and an upcoming Country Bear music, musical jamboree at Magic Kingdom. It doesn't seem that Disney is concerned and they may not be until their guests stop going to see Mickey and start visiting Universal instead. You may remember that we reported to you last year that Universal had more guests at their parks than Animal Kingdom, Epcot, and Hollywood Studios. The Magic Kingdom was the only park that Universal didn't beat. Um, Hollywood Studios was close, but they still didn't have more guests than Universal Studios. So what do you think is going to happen? I agree. They should be scared. All of my clients who typically book their yearly trips to Disney said that in 2025, they're going to Universal instead. Yeah, mine too. I, and and it just shows that Universal is. It just show you see what they're pouring into their parks, and and consider that now they only have two parks, mm-hmm. and they're beating three of our parks. Right, our, our parks, but three of the Disney parks. They're right? our parks. We own them. Yeah, go ahead and claim it. <laughs> you claim it, dude. I've poured so much money. I, I am a stockholder. I've been a stockholder for twenty five years. I was gonna say you really truly have a hold on it for sure. But I mean. I mean, Magic Kingdom is iconic. That's why, I mean, if somebody is going to go on a once in a lifetime Central Florida trip, and I mean, I remember when you've got guests from even around the world, they're like, they're going to go see Magic Kingdom. And a lot of times you've got guests from other places, you know, other countries, they visit Universal's. I mean, Disney should be shaking in their boots, but it seems like they're being kind of flippant about it. Mm-hmm. I like know. They're still going to visit us anyway. Yeah. Let's pour some money into country bears, which don't get me wrong, listeners and friends. I do love me some country bears, <laughs> but come on. But we're rooting for that fifth park. So I don't know if you guys saw it and I still have yet to find any shred of evidence, but the rumor here in Northern Kentucky is that is that they were looking for that Disney bought land like really close to my house. And I it's a rumor going around. I haven't I I have not seen anything from Disney or anything, but supposedly Disney and uh Dolly Parton and the people that own uh Kings Island now were all fighting over this land, supposedly. That's the rumor. 
So I don't know. It's very likely. <laughs> I mean, we know for a fact because that was one of the reasons in 97 that my parents bought their timeshare in Branson because they were supposed to get a smaller version, um, like a sister park from Disney. And it, it, I mean, that's their selling point was to everybody that was in that room that day. And my mom and dad knew that they probably were never going to get to Florida or, you know, they just assumed and it never happened. It, it went out. I mean, they asked about it over and over at their, cause you always have to go to those meetings and mm -hmm. they're finally, they finally said that um, Branson and Disney couldn't get, come to an agreement that they both agreed on. So I'm just like, why in the heck would Disney buy something in Crittenden, Kentucky, which is like, I'm not trying to say anything bad about it, but it's like a very, very, very small town. Like you sneeze going through it. You missed it. That's what Walt did in Florida. Orlando, Florida wasn't on the map back then. And the only thing I can think of is, is because it's in Grant County and we have the Ark in Grant County. Oh, okay. So I don't know if maybe they're trying to make it like bigger like tourist attraction kind of i have no idea no clue i don't know but kentucky has some amazing lakes <laughs> and i don't know if it's true it's just a rumor going around town i heard it from a hairdresser that's funny and it wasn't tammy it was not tammy it was a different <laughs> hairdresser that's so funny well i have say it ain't so number two say it ain't so say it ain't so. so there's many times we talk about children not doing what they're supposed to whether we're in the parks or not. And the partner statue of Walt and Mickey are right in the front of the castle, like in the hub. And it's high up. It's surrounded by a concrete barrier, some wrought iron, some flowers. It's meant for us to enjoy the beauty of that statue and reflect on the relationship that Walt and Mickey had as a pair. We are not supposed to climb on it. Well, unfortunately, there was a stubborn small child that was jumping and dancing in front of the partner statue. And I'm not meaning on the ground. I mean... He climbed on up it. the concrete thing, through the flowers and up there, and he was dancing recklessly to where it drew the attention of a cast member who came and rushed over and said, get off there. Meanwhile, the dad, you can see in the video that the dad is heated about it. And so finally, the dad climbs over and tries not to step on the flowers and gets his son. I could tell he was upset. So I don't know what happened or how the son got up there without or he's just like Roadrunner and he can just go so fast that he was able to get over there before they could stop him. I have no idea. But um, whoa, I felt sorry for the dad, though. I don't know if he was in charge of him or mom was in charge of him or grandma. grandma. I don't know who was in charge of the boy, but the dad's face when he was like, I couldn't hear any uh, on the videos. I couldn't hear him talking, but his face, you know, that mom and dad face when you're yelling mm -hmm. at your children to please get over here. And the child's just like looking like taunting the dad. Nah, 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 he was probably yeah. mortified. Oh, it was so crazy. We would have yeah. left the park in a hurry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would have went to the bathroom and had a come to Jesus meeting. Oh, we only did that one time to Andrew. And my husband made him look himself in the mirror. And Andrew stand there crying. It was in the bathroom. Andrew never did it again. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So last week we reported about the 1900, uh, 1900 fair that was reopening and how the characters that used to be a part of this beloved buffet are no longer going to be a part of it. And of course, you know what happened. People are complaining and there's good reason. 
you know, they've been refurbishing the Grand Floridian rooms with Mary Poppins themes. They did the same with Citro Citrico's refurbishment. And now they aren't having Mary Poppins as a character meal. And that just seems kind of odd. Maybe Disney's going to hear and bring Mary Poppins back. We're hoping for that. But right now, um, that's not the case. So just remember, you can begin making those reservations on uh, March 5th. And the first day that it's going to be open for dining is April 10th. I was glad to, to know that somebody else, I mean, more than just me, said that about Mary Poppins. I thought that was really weird. It is weird. I mean, because that's what everybody was waiting for to come back was for that reason right there. Well, I thought nobody thinks it's, a, I mean, we talked about it last week. I'm not saying you guys on here. I'm just saying, I guess nobody thought it was a big deal. And then I found articles this week that said that. And I'm like, oh, good. So someone There's else. There's probably did. a petition like they did with the noodles. <laughs> the noodle people got on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Disneyland is gearing up for Star Wars night and it is set to begin in April. Here are some things that Disney fans need to know. Tickets for this exclusive event went on sale yesterday february 20th for inspire key holders with the rest of the magic key holders getting access to tickets today february 21st whatever tickets are left will go on sale to the general public beginning friday february 23rd for all these dates guests cannot purchase tickets until 9 a.m pacific standard time the official dates for this event are as follows April 16th, 18th, 23rd, 25th, and 30th, May 2nd, May 7th, and May 9th. Tickets will start at $159 per guest and will increase in price. I missed it by two days. Sorry. Oh. We fly home the 14th. I mean, why wouldn't they do May 4th? Yep, I missed it by two days. That would have been cool to go to. I would have went to it, even though I'm not. I am not the biggest Star Wars fan. Like just recently, I've kind of got into it, but it would be still neat to experience. My guess is they probably. I mean, even though you've got Galaxy's Edge there as well, you know, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think if it's any like I, you know, I remember Star Wars weekends at MGM Studios. I. Think you probably would have seen a lot more of the classic characters, like from the original trilogy, maybe. My guess, but I'm I'm more of I do enjoy Star Wars, but I'm a classic girl. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed seven and eight, hated nine, hated one, two, and but anyway, I digress. Give me a good Guardians of the Galaxy weekend. Right, yeah, I'm there with you on that. Have Chris Pratt in town? Heck yeah. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> all right. I know we all watch TikTok for different reasons, but like the internet, not everything you see is true. And I did see this oh my gosh. on TikTok. So recently, a TikToker to which we will not name because we don't want him to have any more five minutes of fame <laughs> than he needs to um he created a tiktok to scare disney fans about disney cruise line disney does put multiple air horns on their ships and they are all pitched differently so they can play different tunes for example when you wish upon a star is one of them this tiktoker claimed that it was about 2 a.m on his cruise and the fog horns kept playing over and over incessantly this was someone's attempt at being funny, 
Uh, please don't let TikTok like this um, detour you detour you from taking a Disney cruise because it did not happen. Just like phone and internet scams, think to yourself, could this really be true? And most of the time, the answer is no. I saw that one. I'm just like, what possessed this person? They were trying to go viral and they did. Yes. That's yep, true. You're absolutely right. Crazy people. Well, that's just like, you know, speaking of things that are not you know, right on the internet. Have you guys all seen the picture of um, Jason Kelsey going around with the, like the guy from the hangover in the outfit? Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. It's not true. I know. It's hilarious though. It is but hilarious, so but it is fake. And I did like everybody around here is like reposting it and reposting it. And I was listening to their podcast last week and he said, yeah, it's fake. It didn't happen. Oh my gosh. Crazy people. So that we know that we've talked to you guys about making dining reservations for 60 days prior to your trip. We've also strongly recommended that you allow a travel agent, whether it be us or someone else, to help you because getting up in the morning sometimes is tedious trying to get all the reservations you want. Well, up until recently, we had a hard time doing that because we had so many people hoarding restaurant reservations, which Gina and I talked about recently in our own conversation, not on the show. Um but Disney has done a great job of making sure that isn't happening. Uh, that's what we were talking about was because we're actually being able to get some reservations for our clients. However, we don't want you to be detoured by a restaurant. If you get to the parks and you decide, oh, wow, that restaurant really does look cool. Or did you hear those people talking? I wish we could go to that restaurant. One of the cool things they have right now is that you can walk up and ask. And sometimes they're going to say no, but it never hurts to ask. And in fact, the last two trips we went on, we got last minute reservations at Le Chef de Francais and Rose and Crown for the same thing. So sometimes... They set aside tables. I'm not even sure how it exactly all works, but a lot of times they'll get you in. In fact, there was a party with us at Le Chef de Francais. There was a party of eight. And they said, if you give us a few minutes, we think we can fit you in. So that's a good thing to do. And the other thing that's been very, really helpful for all of us is that they changed the 24-hour policy of cancellation to two hours. And a lot of people get in the park, they're having a good time, and they don't want to stop riding, or they're just exhausted and they decided a little quick-serve meal in their quick-serve area will be fine, and then they can go back to their room or they might go to their pool. And so they cancel the reservation because they have that option now. You can pick up some really good uh, places that are booked all the time, like Ohana, Artist Point, La Cellier in California Grill, just to name a few of the ones that are big heavy hitters. So um, our motto is it's you should always be nice to your cast members because you never know. It doesn't hurt to ask. And just throwing it out there, this is something that makes my 1996 heart happy because this is definite throwback to old school Eisner Disney. Good. I'm glad we need some more Eisner. I've been able to get some really hard reservations lately. And it makes me so much happy. It makes my clients happy. Yes, of course. I mean, yeah, my mom used to have to make those reservations six months in advance to like Chef Mickey's and stuff. But there were times that we could walk up to a restaurant and get a good reservation, even as a party of seven. That's awesome. Walk-ups are definitely easier to get now, which is mm -hmm. nice. A new permit has been filed for the NBA experience at Disney Springs. This used to be the home of Disney Quest, which was a four-story gaming extravaganza prior to the pandemic. Well, it never reopened after that, and in 2021, Disney announced that it wouldn't be returning at all. 
The space became a virtual Star Wars experience for a bit, and it was where the NBA played their games during the pandemic. The permit is specifically for general construction or demo. So we don't really know um, at least part, if not all of the building will undergo some sort of demolition or what's going to happen there. We do know that Disney recently announced a partnership with Fortnite. Could we see a new video game experience in this space? Of course, with Disney Springs being a shopping and dining destination, we could also see something along those lines put into that space. You just never know. But of course, we'll be keeping our eyes out for this and we will let you know once details do come about. We told you that Disney World has changed the open of Tiana's Bayou Adventure from late 24 to summer of 2024. Disneyland's guests will still have to wait until the fall of 2024. Every day, it seems that this ride is getting a little closer to be ready to being ready to roll. The water is back in the former Splash Mountain ride, and guests reported seeing cast members test the ride with the log flumes. The story of the attraction picks up during New Orleans carnival season, and Tiana is hosting a Mardi Gras party for the people of New Orleans, the community that has supported her successful restaurant. But Tiana realizes that the party is missing a key ingredient, and she needs help finding it, which is where you come in. And that animatronic looks amazing. Yes, it does. Abby is hoping it'll be open in June when we're there. I had to reread this multiple times because I was like, wait, late 2024 to summer 2024. Wait a minute. This is not adding up. They're going to finish something early? Yeah, I know. Right. What? (laughs) I had to keep reading it because that is so unlike Disney. It's always like, and it's been pushed back, and it's been pushed back, and it's been pushed back. Did they mean 2025? What? Something's (laughs) wrong. (laughs) Since when does Disney finish things early? Maybe we're starting a new trend. Hopefully. (laughs) Well, we have an update on the theme park American Heartland that was designed by a former Disney Imagineers and and is in the middle of the United States. This $2 billion theme park is being built in the northeastern part of Oklahoma. And according to initial renderings, the resort will span a thousand acres, including a 125 acre theme park, roughly the size of Disney World's Magic Kingdom, a water park, a large RV park with cabins, a dinner theater, an amphitheater, a swimming pool, a clubhouse, and more. The park's development team includes over a dozen former Disney employees with experience in special effects, technical design, entertainment, and more. The theme park will feature six lands themed to theme to Americana, Liberty Village, Great Plains, Bayou Bay, Bit Timber Falls, Stony Point Harbor, and Electropolis. Previously, it was announced that the park would open sometime in 2026. American Heartland Theme Park is currently slated to open in the fall of 2026. Construction is happening in stages in the Three Ponies RV and Campground, which will consist of an estimated 750 RV spaces and 300 cabins, is expected to be completed sooner. The RV park and cabins are scheduled to open in the spring of 2025 as part of the first phase. Once construction is complete, the theme park's team estimates it will attract more than 2 million out-of-state visitors to Oklahoma each year. Maybe that's where the whole thing with Crittenden's coming in. I know. I mean, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. I'm not ruling anything out anymore. 
Right. Those Imagineers, though, like their experience is anywhere from 20 to 30 years experience that they have. So this is going to be on point for sure. I mean, this is only five hours and nine minutes from our house. Yes. And and we're not opposed to visiting like Silver Dollar City. And that's like going to Gallenberg for me. Right. I would go there a lot. (laughs) I'm, I'm willing. It looks fun. Hey, if it's know. comparable, a little closer, you know? A lot of closer. We say that Silver Dollar City is is a close second in cleanliness and friendliness to yes. Disney. It is. I love Silver Dollar City. Willing to try other theme parks and resorts. I mean, six lands, like that is, when you're reading that, I'm like, are they trying to be Disney? What's it? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of are. <laughs> they are. When you have that many Imagineers working, former Imagineers working on it, it's going to look similar, I think. Right. Well, I just want to take this second to thank the listeners. Not like I do, not the same way I do every week. And here's why. This week, we found out that we were number nine out of the top 100 Disney podcasts to listen to in 2024. I have to tell you that I teared up and I'm probably going to choke up right now a little bit when I read that because I just saw that another podcast that I listened to posted that they were number one. And I just thought, oh, well, hopefully we're in the top 100. And when I saw that we were in the top 10, my heart was so happy because it just meant that you guys do love us as much as we love doing this show and I really 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 appreciate it I can't say that enough every week we hope that we come to you in the cars and your homes and we just bring a little bit of magic and how we're feeling because we love Disney and we just want to share it with everybody so thank you so much it means the world to us to be able to share our love of Disney with you each week So if you're interested in being a guest on this number nine show, or if you have a question or comment, you could text us at 636-373-4497. And you can also check us out on our social media account, the Mousecapades podcast on Facebook. Be sure to listen to Friday's show. Vicki and Samantha will be talking with Samantha's client that recently went to Disney World and Universal Studios. If you would like a free quote, contact Vicki. Stephanie, Chrissy, or myself, Gina, at 636-373-4497. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. See you real soon. Have a magical day, my friends. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.